The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. Committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 9th of July. In your squeeze today, sheep and the drought. Another defamation case for the Daily Telegraph. Ash Barty's winning streak comes to an end. And why names like Craig and Rachel are on the out. This is your squeeze today. Starting today talking about sheep, Claire, Australia is headed towards a national sheep flock of 65.8 million head this year, which sounds like a lot, but it's the lowest level it's been since the early 1900s. It's scarcity of water, the drought, which means farmers are having to reduce stock levels. Yeah, and it's just another part of this ongoing story of exactly the effect of the drought and what it's having on our farmers. Of course, with fewer head of sheep, uh, a lot of making a lot less money and a lot of farmers who would normally have quite big stocks of of sheep um, don't have any because uh, feeding them is very expensive at the moment. And of course, you've got to have enough water for them to drink as well. But that means that farmers who are able to do that uh, are actually making some pretty good returns from wool sales, but also from stock that's heading to the abattoirs. Broadly, though, this isn't good for our farmers and the effects also flow through to our rural communities, our abattoirs, butchers, and really, at the end of the day, all of us. Yeah, our economy is being significantly affected by this drought and it's ongoing. The latest drought uh, predictions out of the Bureau of Meteorology says that uh, we're still heading towards very dry conditions and very warm conditions. There's a push on also from some farmers for the government to step in. All of this will be discussed at a bush summit in Dubbo next week, which uh, will be attended by the Prime Minister and Opposition Leader. Yeah, it's also drawing out some other serious problems, um, management of the Murray-Darling Basin, which was a feature of Four Corners last night on ABC TV. A lot of those things will be discussed in Dubbo next week. Moving on now, actor John Jarrett, who people might recognise from his roles in McLeod's Daughters and as the lead in Wolf Creek, is suing the Daily Telegraph for defamation. That's right. And last week he was cleared of a rape charge uh, from uh, 1976. It was quite an old uh, rape charge. And yeah, he's now that he's been found not guilty of that, taking forward uh, legal action for defamation against the Daily Telegraph. He says he first learned of what he called a a scandalous lie uh, of those accusations when he picked up the Daily Telegraph and saw it on the front page. And of course, the telly just lost a defamation defamation case brought by actor Jeffrey Rush, a decision it's appealing. Keen listeners will know we like to keep on top of elections around the world. In the squeeze today, Greece has gone to the polls. Yeah, and Sunday was their election. They uh, have a result and they've changed government. So uh, they've dumped the left-leaning government, which came in on a promise of ending austerity measures. You might remember about a decade ago, Greece really hit the wall financially. The former government now didn't really live up to those expectations of making life a bit easier for people in Greece. The new centre-right government and its leader leader Kyriakos Mitsotakis uh, are really promising um, an end to all of those austerity measures. They're going to lower taxes, privatise services and also um, promising to tackle Greece's 18% um, unemployment rate, which is very high. 
Very high. Mitsotakis, also the son of a former PM. He's got politics in his blood. In Doha, Afghanistan's political leaders and senior figures of the Taliban have met for the third time this year for peace talks. Uh, The first two rounds of talks were held in Moscow with Russia uh, keen to be involved in that. Of course, there's a bit of a jostle between the United States and Russia when it comes to these sorts of um, discussions in Afghanistan. the talks between the Taliban and between the Afghani government are being held um, by those delegates in their personal capacities and that's because the Taliban has refused to actually hold formal talks uh, with the government because they're backed by Western interests like the United States. So, yeah, it's still a difficult thing but it's uh, hopeful that progress is being made there. Not so good sports news today. Aussie Ashbardi went down to American Alison Risk at Wimbledon last night it was a shame. You can tell everyone your role in that, Kate. I'm very disappointed in you. What did I do? You jinxed her. How did I do that? You said she was going to win. It was going to take like half an hour. Oh, it was going to be a really. I hope it was going to be a really early night. Oh, but, I hoped. Sorry. And unfortunately, no, she didn't make it past that fourth round. Um, she says that she looked. She didn't win a tennis match. It's not the end of the world, but obviously she's very disappointed. It's still her best result at Wimbledon. And, of course, um, you know, she's won one Grand Slam title, which, of course, is a massive achievement. And uh, our hopes of her winning back-to-back Grand Slam titles might have been a bit lofty. But, yeah, disappointing to see her go down, but still an incredible effort. Yeah, that's right. Until last night, she'd won 15 games on the trot. Not a bad crack at all. And finally, a report out of the UK on baby name trends predicts that Craig could be on the way out. Rachel as well, which you wouldn't have thought is a a particularly rare name. But, yeah, names like Shane and Ross, um, Jodie, Gemma, uh, Kirsty, all on the way out. Um, This is from data from England and Wales. On the rise are names like Aria and Jackson, spelt J-A-X-O-N. And also there's a, a trend for this search for distinctiveness. So that's taking traditional names and spelling them in some very unusual ways. I think they've got five or six spellings of Abigail listed. There's a few (laughs) ways you can do it. Uh, Each day the email subject line is a song lyric that relates to a news item. I've got the Steve Miller band song Take the Money and Run that relates to the efforts of the Australian Tax Office to process record numbers of tax returns that have already been submitted by people who are very keen to get their tax offset that went through the parliament last week. Yes, 650,000 people got organised in the first week of the financial year. It's quite incredible. That's a lot of people. Well done, everyone. I am not one of those. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Maybe soon. Maybe soon. Don't forget also to take a look at your Squiz Heads status at the bottom of your Squiz Today email. It'll tell you how many people you've referred to the Squiz. If you hit five in July, you'll go in the draw to win one of 10 $100 retail gift cards. Thanks to everyone who's gone nuts and signed people up. We really appreciate it. In the meantime, if you're more of a podcaster, feel free to leave us a review on your podcast platform. Enjoy your Tuesday and we'll talk to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, 
BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.